0: on the tar heel sports network from learfield
3: this is holding court with courtney banghart presented by blue cross and blue shield of north carolina official health insurance partner of carolina athletics here's your host matt kraus and we welcome you in to this edition of holding court it is monday december 19th we are not at the sheraton chapel hill but we are gathered here on the radio show because we are at the Jumpman Invitational in Charlotte, the inaugural event featuring four Jordan brand schools, North Carolina, Michigan, Oklahoma and florida my name is matt Krause, radio play-by-play voice of carolina women's basketball alongside the head coach herself courtney banghart coach thanks so much for joining us sure is exciting to be here at the jumpman invitational isn't it
1: yeah you know there's so many times i sort of in the last three years or so three and a half i've said wow you know um and this is one of them i mean you walk into the west here in charlotte and um you know this matters um and you know that um that you're at carolina you're at a jordan brand school and 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 this is important to folks so yeah i'm thrilled to be here
3: Did you expect to have the Jordan brand Santa visit your room before you checked in and you you got in the door and it's filled with nice new swag?
1: Yeah, I have to say I'm so spoiled. I actually somehow did expect it. I mean, I feel like (laughs) I had a drop off on the before we left as well. So. Um, you know I think the fact that we dress down in the sidelines I know there are some listeners that probably wish we'd dressed back up again but um, I think that, that Jordan and Nike really appreciate it and we get well treated because of it as we can show off our brand and our affiliation
3: I love the Jordan brand robe and slippers that's got to be my favorite thing Yeah, that, that's touches the touches, in the I mean, rooms. The touches. Yeah, it, it's special and, and it's even better to get here to this event coming off of a win which you earned against USC upstate on Friday night in the home non-conference finale 89 to 47. It's a victory in which your team, coming off of that Wofford game, trying to keep on building, you were able to do that with a lot of positives and also some teaching points as well from the contest against USC Upstate. As you've gone back and reflected on it, what did you take away from that contest?
1: You know, this sounds so cliche, but you're still kind of figuring out who you are in some cases as a team. Um, and, you know, we felt like in the beginning of our three-game homestand, we came in a little bit slow and a little um, – our activity was was in question – um and they really took care of that in the last two games you know and the ball is we've shifted some things around offensively that they've taken really well to um i just marvel at the coachability of this group when you when you ask them to make some changes to certain really finicky or really tangible things they do it and they don't need to be reminded a hundred times you know they know they trust that what we're asking them to do will help us win games we show them in a teachable way um and then they they'd make it a priority and so i think the offenses looks better um, I think de- defensively, we also are looking better. I mean, it was, it was good to, um, to know that we're moving forward at this point in the
3: process. 21 of the last 22 overall home games and 10 straight in the win column. Is there a sense of pride developing in terms of defending home court at Carmichael?
1: Well, I know there's a sense of joy playing in Carmichael, so perhaps that's the same. Um, but, you know, it, when it's really uh, so gratifying um, how many people have taken to this team. And I told them that bef- both before and after the last game, just how many people care about what they're doing and, and show up and support them and enjoy the game, watching them and supporting them. So um, that is something that takes time. And it also, you know, basketball fans like Carolina, they know good basketball. So they're not coming just because they like me, they're coming because they like our product. And for that, I'm really proud.
3: Yeah, Friday night, 6 o'clock game against USC Upstate at a time of year where there's a lot of alternative choices for entertainment, but I thought that the crowd that was there for that Friday game, number one, showcased what you just mentioned, the buy-in of this fan base to watch good basketball and also to be able to cheer this team on on its home floor and that support. I, I know you say often that you're very grateful for those home fans that come out.
1: Yeah, I mean, when we go on the road, its fo- I think for people to think about following a team over their 30-game journey, there's a lot of environments we go into that are are really hard to play in and for the first couple years I was here I just I didn't feel like Carmichael was that I didn't think it was a hard gym for other teams to play in and I didn't know if it had the excitement that made a home game that much more special than an away game for us because we just like to compete Um, those those tides have turned I think people, um, I know our team really enjoys home games, not because they're sleeping in their own bed, but because they can play in front of their fans. And then secondly, I think opposing teams now understand that Carmichael is is sort of back to where um, it's a place that that we want to be a hard place to win.
3: Your next home game comes up December the 29th against Florida State, and it just starts a big old stretch of home games. So folks out there, make sure you come on out to Carmichael. Cheer on the Tar Heels in the new year as Carolina starts out its ACC slates playing uh, back at the comforts of home after the holiday break. So that USC Upstate game, kind of a bizarre game in the sense that you shot 61 percent. That's the best for any Carolina game since 2013. Yet you turned the ball over 21 times. So what are your takeaways offensively from that game?
1: You know, I, I'll be honest. I thought that some of the some of the turnovers were um, really careless, and others were trying things that we've asked them to try. You know, we've got to get back into changing direction um, when when people are in front of you to to play with the ball to set up set up your attack. So some things that we're asking them to grow in, and when you ask people to grow and to find their new ceiling, they're going to make some mistakes, right? And I'm just not the kind of coach that wants to create their ceiling for them. I want them to find it. Um, and so it felt like given margin of victory that we had an opportunity to do that in a game setting so that was good Um, and then your shooting percentage is very often a result of the shots that you're getting so um the last couple games we have found good shots
3: 20 or more points in each quarter for the first time in over a calendar year since December 12th of last year against UNC Asheville and I know at the end of the day all that really matters is the final score but I imagine it does have to make you happy the consistent offensive performance for the full 40 minutes on Friday right
1: yeah because it's it screams depth right, it screams that the, those that have come in now um, are 10 games into their season. They're not acting like first, you know, beginning of the season guys anymore. And so, you know, when they can uphold a standard, um, obviously Paulina Paris has played important minutes every game. But, you know, she's she's 10 games better than she was her first game. That's what we want, right? And so, yeah, I'm proud of the depth because coming in off the bench is not easy. It means your role is never totally secure. It depends on what we need in those games and how you practice the week before and all that. And, you know, our bench is, is, has contributed to helping us win basketball games. Which is
3: great. 23s made over the last two games, 12 against Wofford, 8 against USC Upstate, also the most since early December of last year. Is that a byproduct of some of those scheme changes, or is it just what the game gave you over the last two?
1: I think the scheme changes. You know, I think we're. We're spacing out much better, you know, winning the paint with the dribble much more. Um, The ball is moving not just one pass away, but two passes away, much better. Um, Our bigs are setting better contact screens and and getting on the move better. So, yeah, I think the schemes have opened things up for us. And then also we're really catching shot ready. I think we're better on the offensive glass when we're shot ready um, because it means we know that they're going to shoot it, so we know kind of how to track on it. But, um, yeah, I just feel like we're in a better space offensively um, than we were a couple weeks ago.
3: It's holding court with Courtney Banghardt, a special edition recorded on location at the Jumpman Invitational in Charlotte. The presenting season sponsor of women's basketball and this program, as always, is Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina, official health insurance partner of Carolina Athletics, believes an inclusive community is a healthy community. We resolve to be a champion for women everywhere by supporting women's athletics to help empower our future leaders. We'll take a time out, then come on back with the head coach after this from Learfield. We're back on holding court with Courtney Banghart. It's the last time this calendar year that we'll talk with Coach Banghart on the show. If you're listening to this on time, Carolina is in action tonight against Michigan at the Jumpman Invitational. It's a seven o'clock tip off on this Tuesday, six thirty p.m. the broadcast time on the Tar Heel Sports Network. But fear not, we've got a bonus episode for you for your holiday travel. It'll come out on Thursday morning. It's my chat with Carolina's video gurus, as we like to call them, Sam Miller and Sean Sullivan. So be on the lookout for that. It's a special edition of Holding Court coming out on Thursday. And then Coach is back with us at the Sheraton Chapel Hill. We'll record at noon, Monday, January the 2nd. That also begins our run of shows on the flagship station of the Tar Sports Network, WCHL 97.9 FM, 1360 AM. Okay, all those logistics out of the way. (laughs) Back with Coach now. And here we are a couple of days before Christmas. The team will... Go their separate ways for a couple of days following this Michigan game. Any exciting holiday plans for you and your crew?
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I'm from New Hampshire, as you probably know, and so I grew up on skis and snowboards and all the things that snow allows. And then we moved them to North. I moved my three kids to North Carolina, and they just want to see snow. Um, so I have to recruit in Phoenix uh, the day after our uh, on Wednesday. And then I'm going to meet my family in Denver, and we're going to take them up to Winter Park. And we're going to take our kids skiing for the first time in their lives. Um, and come heck or high water, we're also going to see snow, which will be great. As a North Carolinian, that's pretty rare these days. So they are thrilled. We didn't realize quite the the, the, the deal, right? you got to get, like, winter hats and all the things that we gave up when we moved down here. But, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to being to, to just a new life experience we can share as a family. And, um, and they'll learn from a ski instructor, and then in the afternoons we'll ski with them. So it should be fun.
3: Starting out on the bunny slope, I presume.
1: Uh, you know, they're going to start wherever their teacher tells them to. I'm going to start out not in the bunny slope. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: Uh, anything on their wish lists this year beyond the vacation to Colorado?
1: You know, little kids, they always say little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. So I've got little problems in terms of what they want. Um, you know, and you have to be well-behaved, and they're intermittently well-behaved. Um <laughs> <laughs> so they'll get intermittent generosity from their parents. Um, but, you know, in terms of the the gifts there, it's kind of what have you done for me today in terms of whatever they their friend has, if it's a bracelet making kit, if it's a, you know, we don't do electronics because um, I just, I want them really present for their this part in their lives. So all the stuff is, is pretty minimal and they know that this is a big trip for our family to take. And um, so that's embedded in the trip as well.
3: It's amazing how one day something super popular and the most hip thing that all the kids have and then the next day gone on to the next thing well
1: and for kids this age matt it's like christmas day well we're actually flying back christmas day and we're going to pretend like christmas is the 26th Mm. um and so luckily they're not looking at a map i mean a calendar um but it's the the day for parents of kids this age is like assembling and everything you can imagine from legos to so i'm starting to catch up on sleep now to get ready for what that's going to look like
3: (laughs) should be quite the day. Uh, How about your wish list for your team? Mm. You could say it's a Christmas list. You could say it's New Year's resolutions. Mm -hmm. What would you like to see as a gift from the basketball world mm-hmm. to your team moving forward?
1: I'd love their continued growth. I think these these guys are, are where they are in the rankings and where they are in the respect they've earned because of their individual improvement as players. It takes an enormous amount of trust. These are student-athletes that that dream, succeed, and fail in front of other people. That's a big deal um, at a very impressionable age. And to do that, it takes an enormous amount of courage and an enormous amount of trust. And they have done those things, trusted and, and, and done so with courage. So if they continue to grow individually, individually. I have full faith in our coaching staff to continue to build their connectedness. Um, I think that it's, it's really, really fun to see where they'll end up. So I want that, you know, continued development, continued courage, courage, and continued trust.
3: The next segment of this show will give you the chance to hear an interview. You may have heard it on the pregame show prior to the game against UNCW, but if you missed its airing there on the Ridge Jewelers pregame show, we'll run it again. It's a chat that I had with Liz Roberts, who's Carolina's director of recruiting fans, may remember her well as a former Carolina player, a walk-on who became a scholarship player her senior year, the first player you ever gave a scholarship to. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about recruiting and Liz's role here Before we get to this chat, how important is playing in an event like this one, the Jumpman or the PKI out in Portland, for building this program on a national level and showcasing that brand.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I think we play the right style. So the more eyes we can get on us, I think the better. Um, and also that's why student athletes come here. You're invited to things like this. This is supposed to be kind of the, the premier event um, in December. We were in the premier event in, no, in November. Um, and part of that is our success. And honestly, part of that is the success that came before us and it, it's Carolina, right? And so our student athletes choose Carolina in part for these moments, for the opportunity to be on the national stage so consistently um and so yeah i mean it just it feeds off each other right it helps your recruiting and yet their success helps helps their recruiting mean it all kind of just circles itself um you know and again it takes courage and trust because you're in these environments in front of so many eyes
3: how do you balance on a day-to-day basis leading and coaching your current group while also handling all of those duties that a head coach has to handle in recruiting
1: uh, you know, it's a good question. I think it's, it's something that I spend um, a lot of time doing. You know, there are two types of coaches in this business, those that can recruit and those that get fired. Um, and that's not lost on me. There are a lot of people on the staff whose livelihood depends on my success and that contribute to it. And so um, I put in more time than is probably healthy or normal in recruiting. But I think it also speaks to the, um, the complete buy-in that I have for this program. You know, um, I told Bubba when he was hi- when he hired me that he was going to get my best every day. And I think I've, I know I've lived that example that, that what you get from me is everything I got. And just like you get that, I hope I get that from my teams, right? And so um, recruiting takes, it's building meaningful relationships with kids that you ultimately want to coach Um, and I'm figuring out through the recruiting process who do I actually want to coach and then once I find out who those people are I go all in and um, your heart gets broken at times people make decisions that you know I don't think are always the right ones for them Um, but you don't you can't check on and off relationships so you're either in or you're out and so for me it involves a very consistent undertaking that makes me uninteresting in a lot of other ways because (laughs) it takes so much time
3: how important is Liz in those recruiting efforts?
1: Huge. You know, Liz is, is, is a real gem, as you know. Um, she's got an incredible EQ, a real passion for Carolina. Um, and, a, you know, as I always say, when I, the, the day I hired her, I said, you're just someone who I know won't let me or Carolina fail. And she's lived that example every day. So she's in charge of um, overall the organization, which, you know, because I really recruit with great breadth and incredible depth, a high- level of organization that's required because to every kid there's strings to parents and coaches and club coaches and high school coaches and in-laws and all the things and she has to really in- in- ensure that that I'm circling the right people at the right times um, and that you know everything is organized because remember we're recruiting like four classes at a time I mean I've I'm talking to kids that are, aren't yet in high school you know at some t- you know in some some cases so I think in a lot of ways she is I trust her to not only deal with the, the details of travel and, and the details of our of our calendar but but really the hard decisions of who to see versus who not to see and 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 what to send and who talks to who um she's just she leads with the right with the right intention which is we're just not going to let you fail and and I, i trust her implicitly
3: well we'll hear our conversation when we continue here on holding court presented by blue cross and blue shield of north carolina and also included in that conversation a little bit of a peek ahead to the class that signed with carolina in november so be sure to stick around for that then coach rejoins us on the flip side to zoom back in on the current team and preview the game against Michigan. All that's still to come from Learfield. As we told you before the break, we have a special treat for you. We'll check in on the future of Carolina women's basketball with the Tar Heels director of recruiting, Liz Roberts, who, by the way, the last time Carolina played UNCW, had two points in the 2019 (laughs) game in Myrtle Beach. Liz, thanks so much for taking the time. So as we said, you're a former Tar Heel player. What made you want to stay in basketball and specifically at Carolina after your playing career was done?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of a two-part question. Um, I grew up here, so I love Chapel Hill. I, I kind of was able to see, as not only an athlete but a student, the value of Carolina and the value of athletics. So I couldn't have thought of a better place to continue my career. Um, and then just in terms of staying in basketball, I think you, you mentioned two points that UNC Wilmington. I don't have many stats to show for my time here, but I think that really is what fueled and propelled my um, you know the vision for myself for a career that actually is able to give back to a place that has given so much to me but a, a sport that has also given so much to me um, and I think basketball has the ability to really change and alter the trajectory of people's lives athletes that come here and I really I, I want to be purpose-driven and I really want to be in an industry that has the ability to, ability to do that and I think Carolina is just the place so that's so why I wanted to stay in basketball and and just be in a in a profession that you know is, is purpose-driven for me.
3: Director of Recruiting, what does a day in the life look like?
2: Yeah, I would not necessarily every every day is different. Um, obviously, you know every day throws different things at you. But I would say just in terms of the ultimate job responsibility, it's really to just ensure the the current success of the of the Tar Heels, but by in doing so, ensuring the future success. Um, so that's that looks like you know, planning visits for um, recruits that we have that come on campus or, you know, uh, putting together, you know, a lot of spreadsheets and a lot of just uh, different research in terms of, you know, who's out there, what are they doing? um, And then figuring out how we can get to these kids in a really meaningful way. Um, Here, we're all about building relationships. Courtney is, is a relationship builder in, you know, in her true form. So a lot of my job is just ensuring that those relationships are built to get the best kids on campus that fit here at Carolina. Um, And then, you know, talent obviously speaks for itself. So I wouldn't necessarily say I can pinpoint, you know, one task that I do over another every day. It's more just ensuring that relationships are built in a meaningful way um, on the recruiting front.
3: There's so many high school prospects out there. I mean, you start with everybody that plays high school basketball, then you narrow it down to the folks that are catching attention from recruiting services. How do you take that huge pool and decide who would make a good Tar Heel?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's interesting. You you know, you say who would make a good Tar Heel. I think Carolina kind of decides that as well. Um, especially with my experience as a student athlete, Coach Banghart is is all about fit, um, and Carolina it it kind of determines a fit because of its uniqueness. So, I mean. We like to say it's it's about your people, it's about the place, and it's about the program. So the program kind of speaks for itself um, in terms of what Coach Banghart's been able to do in three seasons. You know, she's been to a Sweet 16. We're, we're we've top 10, in, you know, top 10 ranking the last three weeks. Um, and then, you know, with the people that we have here, the team, the players, the culture that we've built, I think, you know, you're, what you're trying to do is find talent that want to – and and believe and will buy into that culture, um, and so I think obviously the culture has established itself at Carolina. We excel in all facets of everything, from academics to athletics to like football. You know, Mac likes to say it's not a four year decision; it's a forty year decision. So it's really about you know finding the unique, the uniqueness in everybody that we're recruiting, and also just narrowing down the the athletes that want to play and buy into a culture like that. And it's a winning culture, and everybody cheers for everybody. It's about the name on the front, not the back. And I think our coaches do such a great job evaluating talent. Of course, everybody in the country, is that's what they're put to, to do, is evaluate talent and how they will fit. But I think on the other side of the coin, it's about you know allowing Carolina's uniqueness to determine who's, who's coming here.
3: Last month, a four-player class that's been ranked as high as number five in the country signed to become Tar Heels in the future another top five class mm-hmm. what does that mean to you personally
2: yeah I mean personally obviously as as far as career goals we've talked about this before and just you know as goals personally and, and, and personally and speaking for our entire staff we want to sign top classes we want to compete with the best we want to be the best um, and I think that starts with bringing people here and putting you know the Carolina jersey on people that can that will ensure the future success I mean our, our classes that's coming in is going to be very very good and For me, I think that just means upholding the tradition that Carolina has already established in years past that all of our teams on campus are already doing. You know, you got field hockey winning, just recently winning a national championship, women's lacrosse. So I think for me, top five not only means, yeah, we're bringing in really, really good players, but we're also upholding the tradition that has been set at Carolina basketball. You know, historically we want to be back on the map. um, And that's what that means for me, just putting, putting our pin down on the map.
3: Let's get to meet some of these new players coming in next year. We'll go in alphabetical order, beginning with a six-three post, Riley Gray's.
2: Yeah, so Riley, you know, she she kind of is is going to give you that that motor that you're you're looking at. Um, especially in terms of a kid like Destiny Adams, just somebody that you never have to question whether they're going to play hard, um, a kid that really cares about winning. She's physical. She's big. She, she might be a little undersized for her position, but she is, she's always, always, always going to be physical and play hard um, and give you that motor. So um, Riley is definitely, um, she's a good fit. She plays, you know, she plays basketball in Texas, obviously competitive. She's a competitor. Um, so yeah, she, she'll be a very, very good fit for us.
3: Six-one guard Layla Hull.
2: Yeah so Layla um, she's kind of she, she gives us that versatility piece so you know we obviously have players on our team that really can specialize in doing you know various things and Layla one thing about her is she's just very versatile in general she can she can um, she's long she's athletic um, she's, she's exactly what we need at the wing spot um, and you know we have shooters and we have everybody that can can specialize but she really brings that versatility especially in the wing um and you know she her dad's an assistant coach at howard she she you know she understands the college athletics world and and um yeah she will also be obviously a very good fit for us
3: five seven point guard Renaya kelly
2: yeah Renaya. i mean you know with Renaya, you're talking about a true a true point guard that's a kid that you know she plays in seven a league um in alabama she's you know one, you know, various and many accolades. She's a kid that really puts her team first. She's a willing passer. She's a willing scorer. Um, she really is. She's just a a, a true point guard. Um, you know, which every team needs. So I think, you know, for Vaniah, she she has she has a history of playing for elite basketball programs, and I think you know that really shows. Um, and we're really glad to have to have a kid like that.
3: Last but certainly not least, a six four forward, Sierra Toomey.
2: Yeah, um, Sierra. I mean, she's obviously the highest prospect that we've ever signed. Um and you know I she she's it's funny a funny story about her she's actually a, a near scratch golfer so she was here um, visiting she actually visited Carolina when she was coming to Pinehurst to play golf um, and she has pictures at the old well uh, and then when we got her back on campus you know we we tried to redo that that photo and uh, you know I mean she she's just a kid that can do it all she can spread the floor she can shoot she really gives you you know that a, a piece of of somebody you put on the floor that can really do it all. Um, and like I said, obviously, she's she's the highest prospect Coach Banghart's ever signed. So that'll be, you know, that'll be a difference maker for us for sure.
3: Well, we're excited to get all four of them on campus next year. Liz Roberts doing a terrific job as Carolina's <laughs> Director of Recruiting. Thanks so much for taking the time. Thanks, Matt. The presenting season sponsor of women's basketball is Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina, official health insurance partner of Carolina Athletics, believes an inclusive community is a healthy community. We resolve to be a champion for women everywhere by supporting women's athletics to help empower our future leaders. Hope you enjoyed that chat with Liz Roberts talking about her job as Carolina's director of recruiting and also a look ahead to some future Tar Heels set to arrive on campus next year. But Coach, a pretty big game. If folks are listening to this on time, it is tonight, number six, Carolina, taking on number 19, Michigan, your fourth top 20 showdown in the first 11 games of the season. What challenges will Michigan present to your team?
1: Oh, a lot. I mean, they've, they, they've gotten better through COVID because they've got two guys that are COVID seniors, so they're in their fifth year um, in the starting lineup. It's just lots of experience in that roster. Um, and they were an Elite Eight team a year ago who bring back, as I'm sure you've noted, most of their, most of their arsenal um you know and same same one could say about us you know it's a program that um didn't go through a ton of transition um in the offseason and you know I think what you're going to see is that there's just a razor thin difference between these top teams you know it's just there's ba- women's basketball is at an all-time high in terms of its depth um and in terms of the talent on display and so these are two really really good basketball teams that have late postseason aspirations hitting it off in a neutral site you know, it should be exciting.
3: We'll talk more specifically about Michigan in the Continental Tire Coaches Corner. But how do you start this game quickly versus taking the time to feel out your opponents and having to claw out of a deficit?
1: I mean, you hope that experience um, can play to that, right? But their experience too. And you know, I'm pretty well um, well documented as saying I don't really care as long as at the end of the game we have more point than we have one more point than they do. Um, now it makes the game easier if you don't have to dig a hole, um, but you know, hopefully the experience recognizes that it's not about feeling each other out. Although with these heavyweight bouts, there is an element of that, right? It's it's a, I've seen them on film a lot. We've practiced our stuff. You know, how do they move? How, what is their length like? You kind of have to adjust to it as you, as you see it. Um, but, you know, like I said, if, if we have one more point than them at the end of the game, I'll have a lot of good things to say.
3: Well, Coach, it should be a fun one, and we look forward to chatting with you before and after that game in the Continental Tire Coaches Corner. We look forward to being back with our fans at the Sheraton Chapel Hill Monday, January the 2nd. Thanks so much for the time, and best of luck against Michigan. Like you said, it should be a great game at a neutral site, a really great showcase for women's basketball.
1: Absolutely. Happy holidays to all the listeners, and thanks for all you do, Matt. Go Heels.
3: The head coach of the Tar Heels, Courtney Banghart, and it's her show, Holding Courts, and it's on the Tar Heels Sports Network from Learfield.
0: Holding Court with Courtney Banghart has been presented by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina,
3: official health insurance partner of Carolina Athletics. The preceding has been a
0: Learfield presentation of the Tar Heels Sports Network.